It's Table Talk time, and we are officially live. Obviously, the title says Quarterback Predictions and Rants. I didn't throw in the trivia section this week because I didn't know if, you know, our trusty, dusty T-Mac could get us some questions or not. T-Mac, do you think you can prepare some for us? I think I could. Let me just go to the handy-dandy notes app real quick. All right. No problem. No problem. Do you want, any, any, you want to start them out? Oh, no, because actually I'm going to start with the questions about the quarterback predictions while you're while you're thinking about that. Obviously, I'm about to go share the link everywhere. But first, what quarterback in the SEC y'all for, because obviously there's no one else in here with us, do y'all think has the best opportunity of being, like, the underdog this year? Obviously, we've seen Will Rogers play. We've seen Joe Milton play a couple times. Carson Beck seems really unproven. Especially after being named the starting quarterback just, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Where do y'all think this season holds for Carson Beck? I think he's going to be dominant, honestly. I like Carson Beck a lot. Yeah. I think he'll be better statistically than Stetson Bennett, but he's not be getting like, those fourth quarter comebacks like versus Ohio State or something like that. But I like Carson Beck a lot, honestly. He's ugly, though. Definitely. <laughs> Really, but is, that, is he going to be doing good because of the his teammates, or is it because of his ability? Everything, both. To be completely fair, it's not like the team, and this is no knock at the University of Georgia's program right now. Everything's a little unproven. Like the team's super young, besides a couple key positions. We got to see a lot of people play last year with Georgia blowing people out every game. I still don't know about the chemistry. That's my biggest like up in the air yeah. thing about Georgia. Obviously, they're they're the favorites in the SEC. Don't get me wrong; it's not going to be that hard to beat, but they're not going to be as visually dominant as they were these last couple of years, in my they, opinion. They also have Mike Bobo as their OC, so we could be seeing a lot of runs up the middle. It's not as bad as Jim Chaney. Jim Chaney's damn play call was draw, 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 punt. And yeah, that is very true. All right, next quarterback. Let's go ahead and talk about the presumed starter for Missouri because reports came out today that Mr. Drink, Coach Drink, stated that the first two games of the year, both Sam Horn and Brady Cook will see action and he will determine who will start for the rest of the season off of who plays better. Obviously, the presumable starter is Brady Cook. What do y'all think 2023 holds in store for him? I think I mean, he'll be he's okay. a potential breakout. I think he's going to have a better year than he did last year. That's for sure. I think, yeah, I yeah, think definitely. he's going to prove breakout. a lot of handers wrong. I don't think he's going to break out and throw for like twenty-five touchdowns, run for seven. I think he'll. I think he'll be solid though. I don't think he's as bad as some people think. You don't yeah, think he'll be as bad as some people think? I don't it's think not like they're all undershooting him. I'm just talking about. There's you know, some I've seen a lot of hate around his name. Best quarterback in the SEC. That's what I'm talking about. There's not really hate around his name. It's more of hate around Missouri's program because that's a, that's, that's true. true. That's, that's also true. Yeah. They. They like they keep acting like they are one of the most dominant programs, or like this year is going to be. The, they are the legitimate epitome of 2008 to 2014 Tennessee, where they sit here and go, "Yeah, 
we get a recruit. This next year's our year. Our coach is a joke. And then, like, the next year they do the same old, same old of, like, seven and five. I'm not a big fan of Eli Drinkwitz. If he goes – if he gets seven or less wins, I think he should be gone. Honestly. Like, he, he's a great recruiter. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But it's not oh. that hard when your high school – or not even your high school. When your state passes a law where, like, players in high school in the state of Missouri can now get NIL in their high school career if they go to an in-state school. Aren't they basically – aren't they, like, not even top 50? Like in recruiting or something like that. Yeah, like, uh, Williams Warnery pushed them up to forty-one. Jesus Christ! And he's like the number three player in the nation. Yeah. That's... Obviously, I'm gonna let Jake take this next one away. How do we feel about Peyton Thorne? <laughs> <laughs> that scares me. All right, here we go. Bro, them cigarettes sound stale, buddy. Oh, they are. Trust me, they are. It's a pain to get through them. But anyway, Peyton Thorne. He's going to disappoint a lot of people, I'm telling you. I've tried telling people that he is going to be terrible. People won't take my word for it. They have trust in him because, oh, Robbie Ashford did bad this season. But we have Hugh Freeze. He's been doing great coaching, great recruiting so far. And Peyton Thorne is definitely not it. If you can't beat mid-teams in the Big Ten, I don't expect you to do a whole lot in the SEC because the SEC is a top-level conference. So why exactly do you – why do you hate Peyton as much as you do? It's like every episode we'll bring dude up, and it's like you have an aneurysm trying to depict how much you hate this man. Why do you hate him that bad? Because I've seen him play. I saw him all last year play. And I just can't stand how people are actually withstanding. They're a lot. They're saying that he can start. He was benched by a rookie last year on Michigan State. It just it okay. pisses me off that people actually think that he could. Do you think he's do better something. than Grant Wells? It was Caleb Williams. Though. Oh, he's definitely better than Grant Wells. That's for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let's talk, well, Jake, okay, if we're going to talk about how bad Peyton Thorne is, I would love to hear, because I'm pretty sure you think Peyton Thorne is going to be the worst quarterback in the SEC. Give me no, your no, input no, on no. Graham Mertz. Oh, I 100% think that Peyton Thorne will do better than Graham Mertz because Graham Mertz is just an interception machine. I'm telling you, yeah. it's going to be – they're – battling for one of the worst quarterbacks. I don't think they will be the worst, but I'm telling you, Peyton Thorne is not like a top quarterback. So like, who will be the worst, do you think? Uh, A.J. Swan. No, I'm joking. Vanderbilt's building a great but like program. In my opinion, the worst quarterback going into this year. Dude, I don't even looks know. like a damn... Like a private school, high school football field. There's no like complete stadium. They don't even have a scoreboard anymore. I mentioned it in the last table talk episode. Can you imagine playing for Hawaii, doing a home and home with Vanderbilt, them coming over to your Podunk Stadium in this beautiful state, and then they're like, "Yeah, so we just got beat by Vanderbilt. I can't wait to go play in an SEC caliber stadium next year." And Mandy's like. Not so fast, buddy. We're gonna tear it down. You're not like you. What are you gonna do? It's third quarter, right? 
you're just going to keep checking the chain gang. You're going to be like, all right, third down. Let's score. Coach, what's the score? Can I settle for three this drive? Uh, not really. You're down by 21 points. Well, I'm sorry, coach. Didn't know that since Vanderbilt's dumbass didn't build a scoreboard. Like, come on. They could have planned so much better. Wait, are they the ones who have the end zone being redone? Yeah. 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 The first game is in six days. Yeah, I mean, it's like, can we uh can we go for a long belt? No, they're they're digging out a trench in the end zone. We're gonna have to play yeah. a short run game. What the fuck are you gonna do if the quarterback overthrows everybody and it just rolls down the hill? Like <laughs> you're like you're in like you're in middle school, right? You've got the varsity players on the field. You're playing behind the bleachers. The shit just rolls down the hill into oblivion and darkness. Where are you going? That's what that's what it's got to be like at Vanderbilt. Like, don't get me wrong. The stadium's going to look like, great when it's completed. Yeah, and maybe if they did it at the beginning of the season. I mean, we're going to only be able to see it for who knows how many weeks. And then my favorite part, what are they going to do when it rains and all that shit just runs off <laughs> into the field? Like, so like all the dirt's going to turn into mud and it's going to be awful. Like, Nashville's probably going to get a storm within the next couple of weeks. They've got piles of dirt where they're trying to level stuff out. And obviously it's just going to like turn from, all right, cool. The end zones aren't completed. There's no seating, blah, blah, blah. Why is our entire field brown? I don't know. Maybe the muds ran into it. Vanderbilt has a great stadium. Are you kidding me? Of course a Florida fan would say that. Like, damn. Vanderbilt no, Stadium is like there. a second home for every SEC team. I'm sure they're going to fans are too busy like, working on like actual jobs. It's going to be game day, and then they're going to be like, well, we don't have a stadium to play in, so could just either postpone or go somewhere else. I mean, I just – it was stupid. It was one of the worst decisions I've seen made by an SEC school in a minute. Obviously, second being uh, the University of Texas A&M hiring Bobby Petrino as an OC, the third being Tennessee not firing Jeremy Pruitt faster, and the fourth being the University of South Carolina not firing Satterfield a hell of a lot faster. So, Vanderbilt, congrats. You're number one on my list. You're number one in something. That's all that matters. So let's keep going into SEC quarterbacks. Let's go into Connor Wegman or Weekman. Dane, I know you've got a pretty good input on this guy. Come on. I mean, I really personally like him. Bobby Petrino is a good quarterback coach, so I think if he does, because he's not officially named the starter yet, but if he does end up being the starter, which is likely, um, I think he'll who be are they gonna to put for a, sure. And, who are they going to put over him? Like, let, let's be Max realistic. Johnson, Max Johnson still there? Yeah, Max Johnson is still at a <laughs> um, So you can watch him throw like this if Max Johnson starts. Um, to get that ball like all the way down, missing receiver if Max Johnson starts, but he won't. Um, realistically, I think it's all about leadership for him. That's the big problem, I think. Yeah, that's, I agree. that's definitely now, something. Wait, one second. Where do you see him placed within the SEC quarterbacks, like ranked wise? I mean, it really depends with how the offensive line plays for him, like but because there's been a lot of improvements there, but I could see any, he'd be more to the middle range. Maybe seven or eight. 
But speaking on leadership, let's go ahead and go to a team that has no leadership at all, and it's been clear to tell from all the fights. Let's go to LSU. Obviously, before we get into Mr. Daniels himself, let's talk about the fight problems. All right. We spoke about it last table talk. Obviously, you know, fights happen. Everybody's been looking at social media the last week, and you got to see Coach Prom's video. If one fight, we all fight. All right, that's cool and everything. Till everybody on the field gets hit with a what? Are they still caught? No, well, either way. Yeah, somebody's gonna get their brains bashed like Mason Rudolph, and it's just gonna go haywire. One fight, we all fight. Yeah, that's cool until everybody gets disqualified and you're running out there with, you know, your third string walk on quarterback who played nah, four games the, the in high school. Buffalo mascot. Yeah, let's play mascot mashup. Like, legitimately. But LSU, the nice little segue from Texas A&M to LSU is the same thing that Denver Harris went through. Obviously, everybody thought he was stepping away from the team because he got into a fight. That's exactly what it looks like, but Coach Kelly has came out and said that it is some personal issues. So obviously we're not going to harp on that. We're going to let them make their decisions and take their time with that. And I trust that the correct sources will get us the correct information sometime soon. But Jaden Daniels, coming off a hot year last year, losing to three, what was it, three games or two? Three, I think. It was Tennessee, FSU, Tennessee, and a Wait, and Georgia. I don't even think we're counting the bowl games well, no. or the championship game as a loss. Let's be realistic. Right. That, that, that's fine. That's fine. I was just saying. He still had a spectacular season to get to that point. Do y'all think he will be able to carry that momentum into the next year? Mm, yeah, I think it'll be more around the same, but if not, it'll be a little bit better. I don't think it gets worse or anything like that. But I don't see him getting worse with the weapons that he has. Yeah, like I, I yeah. get that, but obviously, like the momentum's not going to carry over. We're going to see the same amount of production from him, even though he doesn't have Keishon Butte anymore, and that really wasn't much of an impact last year. Like. Going into last year, everybody was high on Kayshawn. They were like, yeah, this is wide receiver number one in the SEC, blah, 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 stuff like that, all right? And then you get into, like, immediately after the FSU loss and Kayshawn deletes everything LSU out of his Instagram, takes him out of his bio, stuff like that, transfer rumors start to happen, and then we never hear from Kayshawn, like, doing anything good for the rest of the year. I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue as everybody thinks it will, for LSU to have lost some players. Obviously, the secondary is extremely depleted, but that's just going to come throughout the season. But going into another team that has the chance to carry momentum, and obviously, just like LSU, I don't see it happening, let's talk about Spencer Rattler and the South Carolina Gamecocks. Go ahead. I saw you clap your hands like you just want to go on this five-minute rant. Go for it. All right, so um, in camp, He's been playing really well, according to, you know, a bunch of, you know, according to on three. Um, I think he's going to have a monster year. Or not maybe not monster, but monster in terms of South Carolina terms. So I think he's going to be, like, passing touchdowns. I think he's going to be, like, low to mid-20s with, like, 10 interceptions. But he's going to throw for, like, I'd say he's going to throw for over 250 a game. 250 a game. Yeah. Who's catching other than Juice? 
Who's proven in that wide receiver room? I mean, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Trey Knox. For some reason, I thought, okay, I'm still not sold on Trey. Like, I get it. He's a transfer. He's a big body dude. I good athleticism for his size. But. As long as it's not the problem of if they can catch it. Obviously, I think they can. Trey Knox's hands are like the size of my face and a little bit larger. Dude has they hands are. for days. They are. But Spencer Rattler is so hit or miss. We'll have those legacy games of his, like the Tennessee game last year, where he'll throw for five touchdowns, crazy amount of yards, stuff like that. And then we'll have a game where he just shits the bed. Is it a mental thing with him? Is he like, is he getting shook a little bit as the game starts? Is, what do you think it is, T Mac? He just needs his. He just needs that confidence, and it's a very similar situation with Xavier Leggett. First half of the season, he cannot catch. There's a reason why Rattler had two interceptions versus South Carolina State, both through Xavier Leggett drops. But once he had that kick return versus Texas A&M, he just he was catching everything. He was getting more involved in the offense. He was you know breaking one or two tackles every play that he got the ball. I mean, he was. He looked looked like he had a lot of potential at the end of last season, and including the bowl game. And everyone saw the catch he made in the bowl game. All right. What do y'all think about Will Rogers? We posted a graphic last night. I don't know if you know anybody that's listening. I know you're probably listening to this at a later date. That was a start bench cut of Will Rogers, KJ Jefferson, who will be our next quarterback. We go over and Jaden Daniels. And somebody came into the comments section talking about. Well, Will Rogers is this because, you know, he's won all these all these awards. He's, you know, he's put up great numbers. That's cool. The 2023 season is going to be the first season where he is not in an air raid offense since middle school. Do we think that will affect him? Definitely. Do we, do we think there will be a drop-off in his numbers? 100%. What about you, Jake? I agree. I 100% think that there will be a drop-off. I think it protect the ball well, though. I think that's an underrated thing of his. I mean, like, obviously, the ball that much and not throwing 10 plus interceptions is very is insane. Exactly. And it's like, it's not me saying that Will Rogers is a bad quarterback. It's just with college programs that run the air rate offense, and I've said this about Tennessee, I said this about Washington State when Leach was there, and I've said it about Mississippi State. It's not hard to scheme the receivers open when your primary routes are goes, and that's it. It's the epitome of the meme, you know, for for heaven's sake, let's just use Tulu Griffin's name. Fuck it, Griffin down there somewhere, and launch it. I mean, come on. You can launch it, and there's a 50-50 shot that you're going to deliver because he's down there. You're running a go route every time. You're going to stack up the yards when you're obviously throwing over 50 in the air at least once a draft. It's not going to be that hard. But going to a quarterback whose strong suit isn't throwing the ball as well, but it's running and being a Cam Newton caliber player, let's talk about K.J. Jefferson. and the Shut up. Lenora Sellers wishes that he was as good as the sweat that drips off Cam Newton and KJ Jefferson's body after a five-yard rush. I just had to say KJ Jefferson. Lenora Sellers will be good in two years, though. Oh yeah, I am a big Sellers believer. But let's talk about KJ. 
obviously super injury prone. The injury bug got to him a couple times last year. How, how do we feel about this year? Do we think the injury bug is going to get back at him? Can we hope and Probably. pray that when he go, that when they go and play LSU, that Arkansas is not going to have to play their third string quarterback? What do you think? I, I need all of y'all to predict to me right now what KJ's end of the regular season stat line will be. 25 touchdowns, six picks, and that's passing. Rushing probably 708 touchdowns. I'm a KJ believer. Like Dane? I, like I think he gets injured probably midseason, so it's going to be a lot lower than what his is. Um, that's, that's so true. probably like – This is just assuming he plays the entire season. Yeah, okay. Assuming he plays the entire season, I'd say probably about – 25-8 touchdown rate, interception ratio, about 650 yards rushing with, like, three or four touchdowns. Hey, he can he can protect the ball, dude. Like, he, he didn't throw that many picks. Mm-hmm. Hey, his decision-making is top tier. I'll give yeah. him that. He'll, he'll, he would rather take a sack or scramble and try to make something out of nothing before he throws a super contested ball. Yeah, and that's something the NFL like scouts, coaches, all that are going to love out of him. Because if you yeah. can take that step up, play in the league behind an O line that's obviously going to be better than what you were playing behind in college, unless you get drafted to like four teams, then Panthers, you'll be set. Yes, it's legitimately the Panthers. Congrats, you have a great left side of the line. Everything from the center over is dookie. Like, Bryce damn. Hasn't had one play where he hasn't been pressured. There's no way. Falcons winning week one, by the way. That's not a bad take. Jake, what's your stat line prediction for KJ? I can't wait. All right. 23 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, I'm going to say like 650 to 700 rushing yards with about three to five touchdowns. Yeah, like it's it. actually not bad. That that one might be the closest out of y'all three. I, I would, I honestly think that wouldn't be like Heisman caliber, but it would be really good for KJ. Like if he can play an entire season oh, yeah. and put up those numbers, shit. Let's go ahead and move on to the University of Kentucky's transfer quarterback Devin Leary. I'm gonna speak real quick on this man. Obviously, you know Kentucky's been a transfer quarterback hotspot. They had Will Levis. They turned nothing into something. That's not me saying he was bad at Penn State, but he was not good. He All right. got beat up by No, Sean. he wasn't. He got beat up so we have Devin Leary coming from NC State, who, in my opinion, runs one of the most mid-range, and this isn't me saying that they're mid, but like they're every year decent. It's not like they have a down yeah. year. It's not like they do anything. He's coming from NC State that is just proven to be – not bad. How do y'all think that's going to translate into the SEC, you know, ground? Do y'all think it's going to translate well? Do y'all think he's going to get shook his first couple of games? What do y'all think is the case? I, I have no idea, honestly. This He could go either way. Kentucky, like, this is – he's a boomer bust type of guy. But I like, I, like, I like him a lot. I think, like, around 24, 25 touchdowns and, like, Seven, eight, nine interceptions, somewhere around that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's sneaky good. Yeah. All right. I yeah. feel like there will be on more than one occasion this year, we will see him throw for over 300. 
Oh yeah, that's. Oh, I 100% I agree. About, I was gonna say Especially that, with that Kentucky like, offensive line. He could be like a better version and of Spencer Rattler from last year. Some really good wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky's I super know. underrated this year. I it's uh, definitely agree. I like Banky offensively at least. I don't know how I feel about their defense. Their defense is iffy, but their offense is definitely going in the right direction. Especially after losing a quarterback such as Will Levis, you'd be like, all right, they got to reload. They got to, you know, get some chemistry and stuff. But then you watch all this film from camp. You watch these reels that their Instagram team's putting out. And you look at it and you go, damn, they're not going to miss a step. They're going to continuously keep going in the right direction after losing a quarterback such as Will Levis. What transfer? Like everybody. What transfer QB do you think will start for them in 24, though? That's a better question. I got to think about that, but do you want me to be dead honest with you? If his no, his eligibility wouldn't matter. Um, it would be somebody. Kentucky just loves pulling people from like, not like the Atlantic Coast, not the ACC. But if you play to the literal east of them, you're like the top of their mm-hmm. board. So, in my opinion, Kentucky would probably try to still. One of Pitt's quarterbacks, if anything. Maybe even I could see them going after a Syracuse quarterback. They just they love thinking. finding people that wouldn't have a shot in the SEC because of where they were. Like, you don't see SECs. Go ahead. I feel like if Devin Brown starts at Ohio State, I think Kyle McCord enters the transfer portal. And you can go McCord will go. Yep. McCord is a very like QB, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it'd be good. Like, obviously, Kentucky's just a breeding ground for it, and it's not close enough where we can be like, hey, Kentucky's quarterback you. Now, they're transfer quarterback you. Because I remember before Graham Mertz went to Florida, there were a lot of talks about him going to Kentucky. And if yeah. we would have seen that, then I don't think we'd be sitting here bragging and boasting on Kentucky as much as we are now. Mm-mm. Probably not. Now, I think going into our last quarterback, no, I got a couple more. All right. Let's talk about Jackson Dart and the statistic that quarterbacks get better in their second year under Lane Kiffin. Dog, I don't know. I don't know how many times I got to say this. If you polish a turd, it's still a turd. Either way you look at it. It's not me saying Jackson Dart's bad. It's me saying that he does not make good decisions. His his on-the-field IQ is extremely mid, and he's not playing to the best of his abilities ever. We saw him. Pl- we saw him play great versus Alabama last year. You know, everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, Ole Miss!" Huh? I wouldn't say great. I mean, you know, I no, mean, that super... that was outstanding. Ole Miss lost by seven points to Alabama, led Amazing. by Jackson Dart. He was absolutely he dominating out there. He didn't play like crazy, but for a player of his caliber to do that against Alabama, yeah, that's it's, it's kind of insane. Like Kevin Hooker, you can see that. Jaden Daniels, you can see that. But Jackson Dart, nobody in their right mind saw them losing by like seven and it coming down he to went, literally the last two minutes of the game. He went 18 yeah, for right. 31 with 212 yards and touchdown, according to him moment. If a him moment is two hundred twelve yards and a touchdown, then I don't. 
What the fuck is that? It's a it's a polished what? turd. Like your haircut. Scary. Damn. <laughs> I was trying to shy away from the haircut jokes for Dame this week. But shit. Uh, dude, the opportunity was right there. I had to. I'm sorry, Dave. Dane, would you like to, to show yeah. the fellow viewers? <laughs> yeah, I'll immediately. For the views. If it makes this the, uh, the what's thumbnail. The cover, the thumbnail. thumbnail. All right. I need you to stand up, turn around, and let them see the back of your head. The back's not even as bad, I don't think, honestly. The back is, the back is a little rough. It looks like the stocks emoji. Is that good? Oh. I can't really. I can't see. Bruh said he wanted waves, and his barber said, "I right, I got you. Watch me fuck up your hairline real quick." <laughs> my bar, my barber would call me call me the hard R if I wanted for waves. Hey, welcome to Texas. If your barber's huh? listening, to this, then... listening right. to this, I don't know who the hell taught him how to use technology. I'll tell you that stuff right now. Dude's like 80 plus. If he's found this and he's stalking Dane, Dane just shit. Run. It's over, Dane. That 45 minute drive, he'll be at your house in 10 minutes. It's Jover. It's Jover for you, Dane. But yeah, speaking of it being Jover, let's talk about how Jover it is for Tennessee's program this year, being led by none other than Overthrow Joe. That was a great transition. Thank you. Uh, Tennessee fans, I've told you this time and time again. I'm going to say it again just because I know some of y'all don't listen well. Joe Milton is not the answer. For all you Tennessee fans out there that are connecting the obscure dots of the last time, you know, we lost a good quarterback. The next year we won the national championship. All right. Going from Peyton Manning to T. Martin is a thousand percent different from Hendon Hooker to Joe Milton. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but T. Martin was good. Joe Milton, the main question, and when you're having to force feed your media, you know, Josh Heupel's going out with their media availability every interview. I haven't seen Joe throw an interception yet. Joe's been perfect in camp. When you're trying to make it that big of a deal to force it down my throat to not be worried if your quarterback's good or not, shit, your quarterback's not going to be good. Obviously, Tennessee does not have a deep quarterback room. I think their main goal for this year is to try and redshirt Nico and preparing for their extremely blessed, as they want to call it, 2024 class. Joe Milton is not the answer you want. Obviously, we saw him play a little bit last year. We saw him in the game versus Clemson. We saw him in the game versus Vanderbilt. It's great and everything, but I don't know if y'all saw the stats from those games. But the rushing attack? was a thousand times more prevalent than it had been previously in the season. Joe would come out at like the end of every other game at the beginning of the season. He'd throw one bomb and everybody like, he's fixed his accuracy. He's him. He's going to be our chosen one. No, he's not. Okay? I don't know how many times we have to tell you. He's going to be a good quarterback. You're not winning a natty with him. You're not beating Alabama with him unless Alabama can't get their quarterback situation under control. You're definitely – well, no, hold on. You might beat Georgia. And the only reason because of that is because it's a rookie quarterback at Georgia. Joe Milton and Carson Beck have – Huh? That's because you're going. No, I'm about to sell the tickets. 
The only reason that the Tennessee-Georgia game would be remotely close is of the following reasons. If it's at night, if the fans bring mustard, if both quarterbacks have decided to play well this entire season, and finally, most of Georgia's defense will need to be out for that game. Huh? Yeah, if Gunner takes the spot, I'm being dead honest with y'all. In my opinion, I think that Gunner's better than Beck. I watched Gunner in high school. I've watched Gunner's camp film. I think he's better than Beck. I think I think Beck's more of a scheme fit for Mike Bobo than Gunner Stockton. What the designated ball hander offer? Yeah. Just to, you know, drop it off to the running back. Yeah, no, I get that. If Colin Hill is for Mike Bobo, then Carson Beck is a scheme fit for Mike Bobo. I didn't think about it that way, to be honest. <laughs> Colin Hill, South Carolina uh, legend, baby. Let's go in to the quarterback room because nobody knows a definite starter yet for Alabama. How do we feel about Milbro? We got to watch him play some last year. Obviously, we've seen the spring game this year. How do we feel about him going into the 2023 season? Anybody want to answer? I think I see none in your head. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think he's a bad player. He, we saw some from his rookie year. He did the best that he could with not knowing a lot of game experience because he was behind Bryce Young. But I'm talking about Milrow. He, yeah, we're talking about Milrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think for sure he's going to be the starter over Buckner and whoever the other guy is. And he's just going to have to step up into a big spotlight. And I, I don't think he'll be able to get it right away. But he's not a quarterback to sleep on this year. If Milrow starts, he's going to have a Grayson Lambert-type passing season. Okay. That's a little far-fetched. You know, because to make those passes, yeah, you can't try to run for like a. You can't, yeah. But you've watched Milrow play. He like dances around in the backfield before he ultimately decides he wants to throw the ball. And by then, it's a little too late, and he, there's like a seventy-five percent chance he's going to fumble. Or throw it. Yeah. Dane, what's your take on Milrow? The A and M fan. I mean, I watched him play the A and M game, obviously, and I actually really liked watching him play. I think he has a big chance to become someone better than the credit he's getting. Obviously not right now, but I think as the season progresses, he will ultimately improve under Saban's coaching. I could see him being a, you know, maybe a number 10 QB in the SEC. By That's the end of the season. around where I have him, so not bad. Well, with that being the case, let's go ahead and move on to the presumed second string, Ty Simpson. Because they're, they're – Ty Simpson and Tyler Buchner or Buckner or whatever the correct pronunciation of his last name is. Buckner? Buckner. I know. Yeah, it's Buckner. It's Buckner. They're fighting. They're fighting, you know, tooth and nail for the second string spot, apparently. But it's Nick Saban. Mid-off, you think Ty Simpson's that bad? I think they're all mid. Mid? I think Ty Simpson can be good. He's mid, yeah. As of right now, he's mid. All right. Obviously, I'm not going to go into Buckner because there's not a lot we can really cover that we haven't covered in the past. So let's go ahead. Good or not, I don't know. 
So Jake just decided to leave the yeah. episode. That's cool. Um, T Mac, it's your time to shine, buddy. All right, I got. Give me them trivia questions. I got a decent amount of questions, actually. I got. Let me. Let's count. go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions lined up. And they're not like all, right. all the time. I mean, one of them is all the time, but the, the others aren't really. All right. How many QBs had more passing touchdowns than Jaden Daniels last year? SEC quarterbacks, by the way. Mm, three. I said more passing touchdowns, not total touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah two, three. two people. Two. Jaden Daniels had 17 passing touchdowns last year. Oh, did he really? How many? 17. He had how many? 17 passing touchdowns. Uh, 13. Six. I'm go 13. <laughs> Every other quarterback and their backup, bro. No, it's it's probably like eight. That, all right. What's your guess, Jake? On who? How many SEC quarterbacks had more passing touchdowns than Jaden Daniels last year? He had 17, by the way. How many of the SEC quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, hmm. I guess. Dude, Damn, dog, you're picking the back of your brain, ain't you? Oh, yeah. I'll go, I'll go five. What about you, Dan? I said six. OG Kids is the only one correct. It was seven? It was eight. Or four? You said, you said eight. Eight. Yeah, I did say eight. Yeah, you said eight. Damn. Rattler had more. Yeah, really? no shit. He threw a third of that in one game. All right, all right, all right, all right. What was AJ Swan's touchdown to interception ratio last year? <laughs> if her age is the same of his touchdown interception ratio, it's definitely the girl for him. If y'all don't get that joke, AJ Swan likes children. Oh, yeah, we know that. Yeah, young. Mm. Thank God, him and Bryce Young twelve, each other. twelve to eight. <laughs> what did he just fucking say? Did he just say twelve to eight? <laughs> Actually, no, Lambert threw like two picks. All right. 12 to 8. What's my guess? Yeah, what AJ you? didn't play him that many games, and when he did, he like rarely threw a touchdown. Give me, give me with him. Give me with how many games he played. I know he I know he threw two interceptions. I don't remember seeing him throw another interception. Give me 10 and 2. What about you, Dan? Uh, well, I'm changing my answer, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I respect Because I kind of forgot he didn't play all season. Forgot about the GOAT Mike White. Yeah. Um, give me like eight and four. What about you, Jay? I'll go seven and three. Back-to-back champs. Ten to two. It was ten to two. He only threw two interceptions? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, out of every stat that could be like, out of every stat that could be like branded into my mind, 
And here comes, you know, the two interceptions that I remember AJ throwing, and I never watched another fucking pass. And I'm like, okay, he's going to throw more. All I could remember was two. I definitely have to have, like, some sort of learning disability or some shit. All right. I, Dave's going to like this question. Which How many motorcycles has Bobby Petrino total? <laughs> Over or under? Right. You also have to add this into the number of how many mistresses he has. Yeah, so total um, over then. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right, name. What were the two A and M um, quarterbacks from 2015 that have played in the NFL? Mm, like started in the NFL or just played? I think they both started a game. Actually, yeah, they both started have right. started a game. The so fuck definitely. Is what was the last year? You said 2015 to win. 2015. 2015. There's no yeah, year. They, they just played during 2015. No, they yeah. they both played at A&M in 2015. Oh, they both. Play, oh, Kyler Murray and Trevor Knight. You got one of them, right? I don't think I don't think Knight played in the NFL. If I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. He was the only other QB. Uh, well, wait, no, it's Kyle Allen. Yeah. There you go. It's Kyle Allen and Murray. Yep. You're right. Yeah. All right. Be thankful that wasn't Jake Humanock. <laughs> Dude, I was going to pick. I was going to – because I thought for a split second, I thought Trevor Knight played for them in 2015. So the, the question was going to be named three quarterbacks from A&M's 2015 roster. I realized there's only Kyle Allen and Kyle Murray. So I was like, okay, let me just switch the question to Because I know both of them played in the NFL. Hmm. I kind of right. forgot about Kyle Allen, honestly. How many career interceptions does Spencer Rattler have? So, career. Career, yes. In his career. So, we're counting the Oklahoma days. Oklahoma Because that Oklahoma. adds in a hefty ass amount. If you really, it honestly doesn't. Mm, 43. Damn! <laughs> I'm all for, you know, being an asshole, but shit. <laughs> 43. 43? You're out here saying dude's throwing one like once every three drops. <laughs> I remember this Wait, last how many year. Third third Oklahoma. That's for y'all. That's for y'all to guess. No, I saw a stat on this shit. He matched his interception ratio. Like it, it he threw the same amount of interceptions each year. All right, what are y'all getting? Yeah, so 42 then. I'm backing my number down to 42, so it's even. <laughs> what is y'all? What is y'all? What, what the fuck? Besides Dane. Dane doesn't get the guess on this one. He does, Dane does not get the guess. So. Was it 20? Did he throw 10 and 10 each year? Or was it 24 and he threw 12 and 12? Is that. You gotta. I don't know. You gotta say that. Spencer Rattler, I feel like he's going to throw more interceptions. Give me 24. What about you, Jake? Mm, 24. You said 24, and Dane, how much did you say? Dane, you said 42. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll go Let me think 30. real quick. <laughs> I'll go 34. <laughs> All right, well. Jason's right again, 24. The only reason I'm right is because the human encyclopedia, Will Fuller, isn't here. 
<laughs> All right. I, I don't if, if Jason gets this right, then he's just actually he's like hacking my phone right now. All right. What is UGA's all-time winning percentage? I'll let you be within three. It's not. It's not top ten. Do like you want the decimal point? I'll let you be within. Their all-time winning percentage is six fifty-seven. Mm. What about you, Dane? <laughs> I'm gonna go six eighty. Six eighty? Like, do you mean like sixty-eight? Yeah. What do you mean? What? Did you say 60, 80, or did you say 680? No, I said 680. 680. Oh. Like 0. 0.680. All right, all right, all right, all right. What about you, Jake? Um, the fuck was that? You means? <laughs> 658. This kid walker in my bedroom. <laughs> it was 653. So was that closer? Yeah, you were the closest. I told you. I am sorry. Could be yeah, within three. It doesn't matter uh, about like who like got it closer. It can be within three, then it's fine. Okay. I'm sorry, I got thrown off from you know. Every time we ask Jake a question, we get one of his three multi personalities. We either get oh or <laughs> there's no. F the other one's where he just flexes his neck muscles and looks at you down his nose. All right. I got two more questions. Wait, wait, wait. Good, because I got some. What'd you say it was? The win percentage? 65.3. This is 663. Well, blame the website. Don't blame me. <laughs> what website? Uh, Sportstats.com. <laughs> I was going to say, because fandom says 663. Saturday um, down south. Oh. Uh, Bums. I would, yeah. But, hey. Who yeah. cares? I mean. Oh, well. Whatever. Let's go into this last question, baby. Y'all are fine. All right. Who was the quarterback for the um, – who was the quarterback for Georgia who was known for throwing four interceptions versus Florida in 2014? Do you know this, Jason? He started 2014, I think game, I do. One game at Georgia, and he threw four picks. One game? Are you cheating right now? How the fuck am I going to cheat? I have to sit here with a stupid-ass stream on my screen the whole time. Because if not, this little nice black background that y'all have will pick up any and every window that's open in my computer. <laughs> I don't want to leak it. Damn Skippy, I don't a fuck. <laughs> All right. What are you, I'm what trying to figure out who their quarterback room was in 2014. You're going to get it, then. No shit. That's why I'm having to think about it. <laughs> Damn, do you have a guess? Mm, honestly, I was seven, and I only knew about Texas A&M when I was seven. So I have absolutely zero clue who it would the be. Same, I can know Dane. Dane and Jake, you guys get a different question. Who was the starting quarterback for Georgia in 2014? Okay, what well, the you fuck? Just Why do I have to do this shit? Because you're actually somewhat football <laughs> smart. You actually know a decent amount. This is a compliment, by the way. You should be thankful that you're getting this question. 
what in the fuck? Because I know he played one game because, like... All right, his initials was FB. Oh, thank you so much. That tells me everything I need to know. No, I'm having to literally run through every single year in my head. Is this first in Franklin? Can I just casually take guesses until I get it? Like, is this yeah, first in Franklin? No! What's his initials? FB. FB. Was this that fucking punter? Was this for Tom Bottoms? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Shout out to Will. Bro, you say FB and I'm having to sit here and scratch the back of my brain like I've not seen a quarterback play at, like with the initials FB in a minute. So I have to literally sit here and stare at myself on the bottom of the screen and just like, alright. <laughs> FB. And I have to go through George's roster and I'm like, Nick Chubb was a freshman that year. They had so many. And the only person with the initials was the punter and backup quarterback. And I was like, well, fuck, this got to be it. Then you saw Faton Bauda. Shout out Yikes. to Will. All right. This is a would you rather question. Go for it. Keep going. Who has a worse stadium, Vanderbilt or Ole Miss? Vanderbilt. Both of them are glorified Vanderbilt. high school stadiums. And keep in mind, this is when Vanderbilt is completed, not currently. Well, what is it? They're not even going to have end zone seats, are they, when it's completed? Or are they? Vanderbilt. I think they are. Cause I don't, or did they? Are they? I thought they I said no they idea. weren't going to have them. That would, just, that would literally look like FCS, like Southeast Stadium. Yeah. NCAA 14. Yeah. They're going to play eight games a week. But no, all right. Let's go ahead and go on to a couple of Tiz's trivia. This one's going to be fun for you. Are you all ready for the this? The last time you did this, you got the, uh, the team wrong. That is true. Hey, 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 Hoagie, do me a favor. Like some neck muscles again. Keep in mind, That's that, what was I thought. Question. that was my question. I told him to ask that. Dan, did you ever see that? Where see what? We were, All right. we were talking about Jordan. Thomas. Oh, hush, 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 hush. We're not bringing that up again. We're not bringing that up again. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have to tell me what. Shut the hell up. What is you have to tell? What is Jake cooking in his meth lab right now, bro? Look at that. It's just a gum wrapper, dude. What do you mean gum every episode, bro? Like, you trying to fight a meth addiction? Crack addiction? Alcohol addiction? Something? All right. Yeah. How, that I need, need y'all to tell me this player by his career stats. All right? He played two years. Oh, and I'm not going to give you, like, relative information. Like, Jordan relevant, my bad. Nope. Shut up. He hit 22 interceptions, and he completed 68.9% of his passes. Your hit is the SEC West. How many interceptions? 
why it is da, 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 22. Okay, so it's not Matt. Okay, but how many total touchdowns does he have? You don't get that. You just get the percentage and the interception rate. Mm. Manziel? Jake? Um, I don't even know. T-Mac? Felipe Franks. Ladies and gentlemen, it was none other than Johnny fucking football. Dane got it right. Dane with the I first point. We're going to go. You what? I want it to be different. I didn't want to pick the same answer as someone. All right. Someone the first to three points wins, and we can close the stream. All right. Your next one. Tell me which two teams played in the 2003 SEC Championship. Got my team in the West locked in. I just can't think of who would be in the East. I don't have. Who's your team in? All right. I got Florida. Who's your team in the West, Dave? Florida. You have who? Florida plays in the East, Danny Poo. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Oops. All right. Florida. Florida State. And. Let's see. What if I'll give you all a hint? You, I guess. You have seen. Hold on, hold on. You have seen this SEC championship, same matchup in the last five years. Say that again. You have seen this exact same matchup within the last five years. In the championship game, or just in general? Yes, in the in the championship game. All right, I think I have my answer. Wait. So we're going to go to the person who I don't think has any idea fluctuating through their head at all, and he's shooting every piece of gum, and when he speaks, he stares at everything but the camera. Let's go to Jake. I'm going Georgia and LSU. Dane? Mm-hmm. Bama, Florida. That's my guess. How in the fuck did y'all let Jake win this round? That's a good question. All right, the score stands. Are you swallowing it? No. I just got some more, though. Oh, pass me those, bro. Those are actually pretty good. They are really good. No, I won't go. Fuck y'all. Nuts. All right. Nuts are good, too. The next uh, question. Can you tell me who was the University of Georgia's head coach? <laughs> for Mark before Mark Rick. <laughs> no. It's not that hard. Clearly it Come is. Come on. 
this is a no. This is a terribly wrong answer, but Vince Dooley. Vince Dooley. Wow. Dane, what's your? I met him before. I don't even know. Well, you need to guess something while I try to find the answer. <laughs> it was not. It's Mark not even that hard. You don't even know the answer. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Kirby Smart to skip my guess. I'm going Nick Saban. Dude, Kirby Holy Smart was shit. No. And the winner is Jim Donnan. I have no idea. Yep. That is. That's who I was going with. Yeah, I never heard of him. All right, now tell me the coach between Mark Richt and Kirby Smart. This is for all you Georgia homers out there. Who was the interim coach in that nice little period before Kirby Smart got hired? Was there even an, an interim? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like the assistant, wasn't that bad? Or someone already on the coaching staff? Is it someone? Is it someone currently on the staff? No, he also currently holds a one thousand percent winning record. Because he beat Penn State. Is that correct? I don't know. Yes, it is. Be quiet. You told me. <laughs> Never mind. We're done with trivia. We are reaching the end of our time. Shane, Dane, go ahead and hit us with the sign off. Nah, no. it was Wally Butts. What was it? It was not. What was it? Brian Jim. McClendon. Tell me why yeah, I was actually going to say that. I actually tell no, me you why. Weren't. No, you weren't. No. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> the end of the episode. He was never actually going to be Give us the sign off, Danny Poop. Um, drink lots of dubby, obviously. Um, tasty and caffeine. Um, if you're gonna go to a game, an SEC game or anything, make sure to make a new account on SeatGeek, get twenty dollars off using code V2 Sports. Um, you can get five dollars. the other out of it still. Is there any other sponsors? Yeah, that, that's about over? it. No? no, that's about it. Right. We want to yeah. wish our buddy Will a happy birthday. That's why he couldn't make the episode tonight. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew. Shout out to Fatal. See ya. Ice cubes.